Welcome to Connemara Ponytails, a series of interviews giving you an insider's view on all things related to the Connemara Pony. We'll be exploring a broad range of topics with experts in their fields and also having some light-hearted chats with breeders, riders, producers and Connemara Pony enthusiasts. We hope you enjoy this free series. Follow updates and share feedback on our Facebook page, Connemara Pony World. As we're coming into breeding season, we thought a great topic for discussion would be the use of artificial insemination for your Connemara mares. Before we kick this off, I want to make sure that all listeners are clear that there are pros and cons to AI. So just to summarize some of the pros, um, one, safety is a very important aspect. No risk of injury during either transport to stud or covering, particularly important with maiden mares, mares with full at foot, mares with silent heats. There are less staff needed. One collection can be split between multiple mares, saving the stallion and ensuring all mares receive adequate number of sperm. Stallions ejaculate fewer spermatozoa in each sequent jump. Also, it save time on scattered coverings throughout the day. Disease control, no possibility of stallion contracting a disease from a mare and passing it on to other mares, but also no risk to either mare or especially foal resulting from traveling to the stud if AI performed at her home. Ease of breeding animals that participate in sport. Ease of breeding mares of significant difference in size. Can aid genetic diversity if used appropriately. Access to stallions from far away, as well as option of preserving genetic material. And possibility of breeding from castrated deceased stallion. With regards to the, to the cons, it may be more expensive. It requires more knowledge and allows for more human error if that knowledge is lacking. It doesn't provide the same release of endogenous oxytocin as natural cover, which may need to be supplemented in subfertile mares. Not all stallions ship well chilled and not all stallions freeze well. I'm delighted to be joined by two of Ireland's leading reproduction vets, Larry Dunn and Kate Murray. Larry Dunn runs Ballyorney Veterinary Clinic in County Wicklow and specialises in all areas of equine fertility. His expertise is highly sought after, not only in Ireland, but across Europe. Kate Murray graduated from the Faculty of Veterinary Medicine at Agricultural Academy in Wrocław, Poland in 2003 and moved to Ireland in the same year. For the last 13 years, Kate has focused exclusively on equine reproduction, offering fresh, chilled and frozen inseminations, embryo transfer and semen freezing. The family business also involves breeding Cotamara mares, as well as producing and standing stallions at stud. And I'm delighted to be here with Carol Henley, breeder and producer of Connemara's, who will be co-hosting this episode. Carol, hi, how are you? Over to you. Basically, just to start, maybe, um, Larry, just artificial insemination, what is it and what are the pros and cons? Perfectly, if you can, do natural breeding, because it saves on expense and it'll get you better results. If you're not able to carry out natural breeding, then obviously AI gives you access to stallions that probably mightn't be available for natural breeding. That's really it, whether they be in this country or uh, outside the country. But remember, once you go for, for, for AI that's either chilled or frozen semen, your expense will go up and your results will go down. Do you find a difference with maybe, say, 
a bigger stud, maybe a sport horse stud or uh, smaller breeders, maybe like Connemara breeders who maybe um, are not really vetting mares as much um, when it comes to natural cover? Well, first of all, you have to keep an eye on the end product. And if if you're going to front load it with expense, well, you basically your end product is going to be in debt before you start. So if you look at a lot of breeders, they will go for natural cover and they don't have to necessarily involve, you know, the like of me or anybody else. If the mare is in season, they can cover her and mares will go and fall when, with natural cover quite simple, provided they don't have a, a, have issues. But in general, if, if they go down the road of naturally, if, if they have access to a stallion and have access yeah. to natural cover, to, to a horse that they need, uh, you know, the most logical thing to do is when the mare is in season, cover her. And okay. and um, cross cover two days later, and that's it. If that's if they have access. If on the other hand the mare has a history, well then they're going to have to involve the vets uh, to see what's going on, whether she's got infection or pooling fluid or whatever else. But in general, most mares um, kind of between the age of three and kind of eighteen or nineteen um, will go and fall quite readily to natural cover. And Kate, over to you, what do you think are the pros and cons of AI? Well, I might actually maybe uh, look at it from the stallion owner point of view because we stand stallions here. And I must say I much prefer using my stallions uh, via AI than natural cover. I uh, find it much much safer for everybody involved, the stallion, the handlers. There. I can uh, AI mare with fall at foot at, uh, in fall heat who is protective over the fall and I don't need to get her upset or get her kicking or screaming. I can get all my mares uh, AI, whether it's two or four in a day, I can get them all of one hop. They all will get adequate number of sperm. I know exactly what I put in. I know exactly that it should be enough to fall. Do it safely, efficiently, cleanly. And uh, fresh on-site AI is simple and it's at least as successful as natural cover, if, if not more. Uh, I, maybe if not more, maybe um, more, more so because of better monitoring rather than the method. The method, there's not, nothing uh, wrong with natural cover, but I do find that using AI, you just have more monitoring of the mare and of the semen quality. It can work out as, as cheap because you can hopefully get your mare and fall on the first cycle. Oh, absolutely. I, I, yeah, absolutely. I, the stallions that are on site with first semen, I very rarely need to go again. The only time I need to go again is if the mare uh, has, has a problem, basically, and she's not as easy as... Just roughly for you, um, what are the costs for the mare owner if they bring a mare to you? Roughly, what's the cost per cycle? For AI. Well, actually, that's 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 actually a good question because on stallions, I do not charge AI fee. The AI is just something that it makes the job easier and more efficient for me. I do not charge owners for that. Uh, so the only the usual cost, if the mare needs treatment, they will have to they will have to pay that. Otherwise, it's a keep and a stud fee. Now, the mares that are coming to me to be uh, AI'd with other other stallions uh, shipping in or whose horses, whether it's AI or whether it's set up for natu- natural cover, uh, that's the cost per cycle. And my cycles are 300 euros for the frozen semen and 180 for 
for chilled or fresh or natural. That's all. So if a mayor owner is bringing their mayor to you for a stallion, you have it on your site. You like to AI them, but it is there's no difference in the cost, whether you put the stallion no, on them or not. Absolutely not, no. And, you know, I have taught people um, to use AI on the stallions, which they used like they used the natural cover. So they collect the stallion, use fresh semen, every other day based on teasing. So the only difference is it's safe for them. You can collect stallion even on your own. You know yourself being out of Torbert, how many people it takes to cover the mare safely, mm-hmm. uh, depending on the mare. And then you have maiden mares that are kicking. You have mares with silent heat that will not take the horse. You have mares with fall at, at, uh, at foot. Even if all you do is uh, collect off the good teasing mare, and AI the mare who is kicking, even without the use of dummy, you're already better off. Also, as a stallion owner, I must say that I far prefer AI over natural cover. Bearing in mind, I'm talking about fresh semen now. I find our own stallions are used uh, AI with fresh semen, and the results are superior to what normally the rates would be, even with natural cover. But there's also factors that I think we may need to remember something like uh, monitoring of the stallion not on, on only the mare but the stallion if you're naturally covered naturally with a stallion you won't know what that the stallion is not producing pregnancies for at least two weeks from the first cover so by the time you actually have a batch of mares that turned up empty and um, you have few weeks gone by before you notice that you may have a problem while with ai if you collect your semen and you can have a look at the semen you can spot the problem much quicker. Just from the other side, if we were talking about, say, maybe, you know, Connemara ponies where, you know, the stallion fees are not as expensive, do you find that people are put off by the expense of AI? Well, look, see, first of all, a lot of the the local stallions are fine in the Connemara business, okay? And remember, I was referring to the Connemaras in particular. The warm bloods, unfortunately, uh, and I'll just deviate away. The warm bloods, there's an attitude, unless the the semen comes from the continent, it's not good enough, okay? And that's Mm. reality, unless it's Carnet or Emerald or whoever else. And the local stallions um, here, really, uh, when they go to sell the progeny, the people don't seem to have, the uh, the demand is not there. Right right or wrongly, mostly wrongly, but that's the the situation. But coming back to the Connemara, and that's really why you're kind of forced into going for either importing chilled semen or frozen semen, okay? But coming back to the Connemara, like there are a lot of good Connemara stallions where you can bring your mare, cover them naturally. And there are very few stallions here that are going to be too busy where they can't cover a couple of mares a day. Now remember, yeah. if you compare your 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 natural versus your chilled and your frozen, and the simplest one is to go back to the thoroughbreds. And okay, we do a little bit of scanning on the thoroughbreds, so it probably is tilted a little bit in favour of the results. But like eighty percent of mares uh, going to fertile stallion will go and fold to one cover in the thoroughbreds. Whereas mm. if you're going down the route of chilled or frozen semen, that is back down to 65% with chilled semen if it's fertile horse. And frozen semen can be anywhere from zero up to 60 or 70%. Now, the ones that are up at 50, 60, 70% with frozen semen, those stallions are, are, are not as plentiful as the semen from the stallions that are down at the 15, 20, 30, 40, 50. In other words, there's a lot of, of 
frozen semen around that's that's not up to standard and it drives your your costs way up so coming back to the mayor if you're if you have a stallion that's not too far away and in fact you know again going going a couple hundred miles to have an actual cover is not the end of the world but if you have a stallion that that is covering one or two mares a day he can cover those mares with with uh, with natural cover and you know you can involve the vet so that you're getting closer to the ai or closer to the ovulation time but again i'm focusing on the connemaras because remember okay. you know every few there are very few connemara foals that are worth kind of four or five thousand today they're born like most of them yeah. are not worth that when they're two or three year old now I, i'm not into the prices i'm not kind of trying to yeah. But, you know, when I look around, there are very few people getting big money for, for three-year-old Connemars. And you would know an awful lot more about that than I would, Carl. But, you know, if you're going to start spending a, a kind of a thousand euros on a vet, say, not necessarily you spend that much. But if you start spending mm. close to a thousand euros on a vet, getting your Mary AI two or three times, then suddenly you're in negative equity. And the point I want to make is, yes, use the frozen seam because we do. That's our business is to AI whether it be uh, Kate or my business to AI with frozen or chilled semen and scan mirrors. But I don't want people to think that they have to involve us, that they, that, you know, with costs the way they are and with, you know, the economies the way they are, there is nothing wrong with teasing your mirror when she's in season, cover on the second day, cross cover two days later, without ever involving the vet. Just while you're on that subject, is one of the questions we did get in was, do you find there's a difference in fertility or even, you know, uh, with Connemars compared to sport horses, or is it more connected to a Connemara stallion wouldn't be as busy, so hence there's better better results? Or, you know, do you think there's a difference in the breed, or is it more just the way we do it more often in Connemara's? Well, look, the con- like a Connemara stallions are quite fertile, and the semen, like some Connemara stallions, if not a lot of them, the semen will stay alive for four or five days. Uh, the sport horse, if you can get a genuine sport horse, and when I qualify what I mean by genuine sport horse, most of us are quite fertile. But unfortunately, the, the horse, sport horses are in demand. Most of those have had their joints medicated and their backs medicated. And let there be no misunderstanding about it. That gives you junk semen for the following 12 months. But even with mares, it can it can affect our fertility. It affects it? the mares the same way. You, you know, yeah. you, they're not they're ovulating, but the oocytes they're producing are just not as capable of being fertilised as as uh, the oocytes for mares that haven't been uh, objected. Now, remember, that's my opinion. It, it scientifically yeah. hasn't been proven, but we've observed that over the years. So, you know. I always accept that we can be wrong, but I'd be surprised if we are. And I think most people are coming around now to accept that the giant medications, whether it be back or joints, is interfering with the fertility. And coming back then to your to your sport horse, all the ones in demand that are out there, they're, to keep them on the go, they're, having, they're medicating, 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 uh, because they have to. And then they're trying to sell the semen to the, uh, the breeder. And uh, so what's happening is the breeder's costs are going up because the mares are not going on fold. And uh, again, now remember that they're to the horse, but the, the sport horse has never been Medicaid. He's as fertile as the other one and there's no issues there. But unfortunately, a lot of the ones that are in demand have been medicated. So you're back to the road of where costs, it comes back down to costs. 
And Kate, there just for you there, you have a lot of stallions up there, uh, you know, frozen semen and Connemars and sport horses, and kind of the same, nearly question to you. And do you find how do you find that Connemara breeders are accepting AI? Are there is there more of them wanting to go down the AI route, maybe for you know foreign stallions or stallions they can't get to as easily? How how do you find it in your situation? Yeah, I do see a variety of stallions, not only the semen that is coming into me, but I do I do collect uh, stallions for shipping and uh, for freezing. So I see the variety of the stallions indeed. I would agree with, with Larry with that Connemara generally are fairly fertile. However, there is there is still stallions that you, you, you will see and they're just not as nice as you would like them to be and they do have a certain fertility problems even if they weren't medicated. And especially you have to remember about the older stallions. Uh, you know, Connemaras are, are, can breed into the late 20s, but the numbers would definitely fall. Now, your question, how is the acceptance? I find in the last 15 years, the acceptance of AI, fresh AI, or chilled AI particularly, has, has really greatly increased. I think people look, first of all, they are seeking uh, expertise when they can't get the marine fall uh, with the, the traditional methods, maybe. And secondly, they do look for something unique. Even if the, the fall is not making those 5,000, um, they will be looking forward to maybe producing a future generation, whether it's a broodmare or stallion or a jumping pony. Something unique that may bring the turnover maybe in the next 5 or 10 years or 15 years. And I think, you know, going, as you mentioned, going to the next stallion down the road just doesn't tick the box for everybody anymore. There is a, there is a large number of people who want something, something a little bit different, uh, breed for performance, really, um, and do turn to, to AI. And not to forget that we don't necessarily talk about foreign stallions, but we can also talk about stallions that are actually performing, out jumping. And even though they, they are in the country, they are physically local, but they might not want to hop up on the mare uh, in a week of, uh, of RDS, for example, you know? Our, another question we have is, what are the advantages of freezing a pony stallion? And just for my own, of the stallions you have frozen, particularly Connemaras, are they, Connemaras are standing in some part of Ireland or would you have mostly maybe stallions that have come in from Sweden or France or England? Uh, what, what is it about, you know, what are the percentages of, of what you have frozen? Both really in probably equal measure. Uh, I, I have foreign stallions that aren't available any other way. You have to remember a lot of Connemara stallions mightn't be standing at the at the export centre. They'll be jumping in their own countries, and the only time when they could be exported is when they go to the quarantine for freezing. And the only way you can get them is with frozen semen, unfortunately. So if you want something a little bit unique, you, you may have to turn into frozen more so than chilled. I don't believe I get chilled Connemara semen from abroad for that reason. And I have a lot of domestic uh, semen from stallions that uh, either were destined for sale or for castration, and they're just stored for the future use. Now, admittedly, we do not use as much frozen Connemara semen as, as a warm blood, for sure. But I think there are quite interesting topics. I think it's really, really good way of preserving the genetics. And we, you know yourself, in Connemara breed now, we are facing certain problems. Something like yeah. HWSD, right? Uh, people are disinclined to breed to, um, to a carriers. But we know that some of the best stallions in the world were carriers. And before we knew that they were, this disease actually existed. 
And if we now don't use those stallions, or if we castrate them and lose them from the genetic pool, there's no going back. So I think that is one of the reasons why you may want to freeze the stallion. You know, if you're not too sure yeah. if you're actually going to get enough mares to cover with the carrier stallion, you can just freeze him and castrate him. And you're not going to be worried about losing the genetics. And another problem we are facing in this breed is the height. We really do not have small stallions anymore. Really, really, we should think about freezing those genetics for the future use. Um, also, the something like class 3 stallion. Uh, or or yeah. stallion from the parents who are class three and he's not eligible for, for classification, but he may be of a, maybe an oaked cross, maybe a rare bloodline. And the role of of, of a class three uh, pro, progeny of class three ponies not being eligible for inspection that is only a concept that can change in a minute. And you know if you have those genetics preserved, one day you may just be able to use them and bring them back into the gene pool. Okay. So I think a little bit of a foresight. Would be would be something worth worth looking at. Okay. Yeah, and just Larry, there. Um, in general, what is the cost of a, a, AI in your mare from mare's point, from the mare breeder owner point of view? Well, if you're if you look at natural cover, you can take the option of teasing your mare in season, bring her off cover. That's providing you access to the stallion you want. Okay, and mm. and in a lot of instances, you can. Uh, if obviously you're going down the route where you have an access to the stallion um, it, it, to natural cover that you're going for the chill semen, well, you're, it's going to cost you a minimum of 250 euros by the time she's scanned uh, two or three days in a row to have her at the optimal time for AI and then she's scanned after and whatever else. Is if you're going cycle. for frozen semen, hmm? Per cycle. Or- Per cycle. And, yeah, and right. so if you're going for frozen semen, you're going to be spending 350 or 400 euros because remember, again, with the frozen semen, you, you want to AI the mare within four hours of her ovulating if you want to get reasonably good results. And that means you're going to be scanning that mare four or six times a day, particularly late at night and early in the morning. And that can go on for two, three days. And so, you're, you know, and plus keep it in mind that that's all very fine if the semen that you're getting is of high quality and will give you the high pregnancy rates. But in too many instances, semen, now I'm generalizing, I'm focusing on Connemara's now, in too many instances, the semen you're getting is not of high quality. And no matter how, even to AI, within two hours of ovulating, a lot of semen will at best give you 40% pregnancy rates. So that means you're going to have three cycles on a mare to, on average before you get one mare in foal, okay? And mm-hmm. so you're up at 1,200 euros or thereabouts, plus the more often you AI a mare with this junk semen, the less, and the less likely she is to go and fold. If she doesn't go and fold the first time, it, it interferes with her a little bit more the second. And by the time you get to the fourth time, you as an owner are just really fed up with what's going on. So the biggest mm-hmm. issue with, again, going back with is first the cost, but the biggest issue is access to good quality semen. And can I just say, no matter what, nobody can guarantee this good quality semen because it seems to be the biggest problem going. Frozen semen, everybody seems to sell semen on the basis that it's brilliant, but that's not the case. From the stallions you froze, do you find there's better quality with the Connemara's you froze as opposed to sport horses? um, You know, generally, yes. Generally speaking, yes. But it's not across the board. You do have Connemara's that maybe don't freeze as well. 
and you also have a good young healthy Connemaras that are really really poor. Uh, even fresh semen or natural copper don't, don't even get medicine fall. You you do come across that. And just Larry, as Larry was just saying, like really, you know, the, with the frozen semen, it's the quality of the frozen semen is is the big issue for breeders. You know, I'm sure you've you've seen both sides of it. You get very frustrated with some of the quality of semen that you're getting into you, not the semen that you freeze yourself. For sure, yes, for sure. But see, it's a funny thing with the, with the with the quality of the semen because motility does not equal fertility. So when I talk about frozen semen, I talk about fertility, really. Because it's good to look at the numbers and good to look at what you actually have in front of you, but it is not end of all. I have Connemara semen, actually, in tank that is 9% progressive motility, and this is counted on CASA, not by eyeballing. So this is this is correct number. Uh, that stallion gets me 90% uh, success rate on a first cycle with two strokes, deep horn. This is, now, that is that is unusual, but it can happen. And I also have stallions that look very well uh, and they just don't work. So, But for sure, with frozen semen, the fertility of the semen is paramount. And good choice of mare also. But more, yes, if, if, you, if you have semen that does not work, uh, it just does not work. And is there an average of how many straws are in a dose? Or obviously it depends on per, the stallion and the quality of semen, etc. But, you know, there's a lot of this thing of here's a straw or here's two straws. You know, is there an average or is it absolutely depend on the stallion and, and the semen? Well, see, that topic is quite broad and it's not uh, clear cut. Uh, there are what we take as, as industry standards but they are not, they're not black and on white. What, what are the industry standards? Yeah, the, the industry side for frozen semen or do you want all the semen? Oh, just for frozen semen, what would be the industry? For frozen side? semen, like the full dose <laughs> should be minimum 200 to 250 million uh, progressively motile sperm. But each stallion has different op- optimum uh, number. Just to make it simple for the listeners, is there different size straws, like five mil straw or different size straws? Or like, well, there know? is. Yeah, yeah, there is. Now, mo- most semen uh, these days are fro- is frozen in a half a mil straws, but there's, there, there, there can be uh, max straws that uh, are five mils or two and a half mils. Now, the size of the straw is one thing, but what actually is in those straws is quite another. So you really look at... You're looking at progressively morphologically normal sperm that are contained in either straw or the dose that you're getting. And Larry, how do you find it in your practice regards the straws you get in? You know that someone's saying it's two, it's two straws per dose. Do you find it's fairly shabby or some, some places are good with here's four straws or how are you finding it? Basically, when you're do, doing deep seated AI and you're AIing up the tip of the right horn, and personally, no matter matter where the what the quality is in general, one straw is as good as four straws, because once you start going in with your second and third straw, your um, sterility starts to drop. Yes. Because remember, yes. straws are are whilst they're once you put in a straw into the into the gun, and you empty that when you reload that straw with another straw, you're you're compromising your sterility so basically using all straws that we get are all half mil straws 
And while okay. some of them want two or three straws, we find one straw basically gives the same result consistently, whether, whether they want one or four, as four or five straws. But that means you have to be deep-seated. So you're up against the tip of the fallopian tube. So that's, it comes down basically to the semen. And again, as Kate was saying, looking at motility doesn't give you anything. Really, what straws come down to pregnancy. So you can look at the motility. It can be 20%. It can be 80%. But it's down to fertility and pregnancies. And that's the big issue with a lot of this semen. We've never grabbed grabbed the, the bull by the horns in that, in that people are being sold semen. Now, again, this doesn't apply to the farmers, yeah, yeah. but to the, to the warm blood. They're being sold semen for, on individual straws, at, on preg- not on pregnancies, but on just on straws. And, uh, you know, too often, I mean too often, not in a small percentage, too often those straws are not fit for purpose. And, yeah. it, and what I mean by not fit for purpose, you could AI, you can have in straws and you may AI 10 mares and two of them will go and fall. Now, you know, you have, you have, a, you have a reference to good, to good semen that you might have in, in the liquid nitrogen can. And you know that the top semen, you will get 80%. Now, it is high, but we have had four or, four or five stallions where they consistently will give 80% pregnancy rates. But too often, a lot of these other stallions, you will be down at 20% and lower. Now. It, that's never fair because people buy the dream and they have no protection against bad semen, none whatsoever. And in again, I, I've made the point earlier and really no semen should be allowed to be sold unless it's on a pregnancy basis because people buy the dream, they pay exorbitant prices per straw with very little chance of getting pregnancies. And tell me, what's the process of importing pony semen or stallion semen in general? Well, you just you you just contact the agents and they'll send it to Kate or to me or whoever else. So you just can't. They do the agents do the do the, the stuff. They, just, they have the health search. They package the health search and then it arrives in a liquid nitrogen. It's not cheap to bring in just one stallion. So you try to buy it from from whoever it is, whether it's from Kate or, or Emma, Emma Rose or somebody else. Okay. Okay. And Kate, just from the stallion side as well, then for exporting and freezing and for exporting semen, uh, is it a big process? And roughly how much does it cost? It's quite, it is quite a big process now. We, we try to entertain that, but it's just difficult. Uh, you do have to have uh, either yourself or uh, facilities or you have to send the stallion away. And for me, myself, this is a problem because I want to work my own stallions, right? So you have to have your stallion uh, at the approved government approved uh, ex- collection se- center and export center, uh, the stallion has to be quarantined, has to have all the tests done, performed uh, according to whichever countries you're sending to regular guidelines, right? And then um, the collections and freezing has to be done according to guidelines with certain extenders being included and certain extenders excluded. Tanks have to be disinfected and all that. Uh, mm. Semen also has to be stored in at the facility it can't can't leave the storage facility um and then return to it so if you want to export semen has to be exported from the storage facility larry do you uh, do you see any connemara breeders venturing into assisted reproduction techniques like et and e and ICSI? well look we, we obviously do embryo work for some of the connemara breeders okay okay um uh, 
going down the route of the ICSI, well, look, I suppose here's the way I would synopsize or sum up ICSI. Like we're currently doing the oven pickup. We don't do the ICSI. We just take, we do the oven pickup and, and send them off to Alventi in, in, in Italy, okay? But really, your phone wants to be worth 15,000 euros a day at Barn to justify the expense of Larry Dunn and the Italians and the postage and whatever, and your recipients. So be under no illusions. If you're going down that route, you want to make sure that you're either going to fund it out of your own pocket or that you have a chance of covering the costs. And really, again, the ICSI, I feel they want to be worth 50. And that applies to, you know, four horses or anything else. The embryos, probably you get away with about 10,000 because, you know, we all talk about getting pregnancies left, right and centre. And, you know, when we get back embryos, we get 95% pregnancy rates for fresh embryos and we get 80 with frozen. There are too many times where where those mares that we're looking for embryos out of are being you were being they have they're being they're being AI'd again with semen, not with natural cover. Like if you were naturally covering a lot of those mares, forget about the now, just for embryo work. If they're being naturally covered, well then, eighty percent of those mares will give you back an embryo on average. But once you go to chill semen, provided you're looking at reasonably good chill semen, that's down to sixty five percent of those mares giving embryos, and it's a, it's expensive each time you flush. And if you're going down the frozen route. It's back down to, you know, 40, less 30, depending on the stallion. Be under no illusions. You're kind of marifold for to go down the embryo route. He really wants to be worth about 10,000 by the time you pay for a recipient and pay Larry Dunn or Kate or whoever else. And if you're going the Zixi route, you, you like, well, I don't know what access to semen you have over in Advent here because the semen has to be over there. So if you're going to have to send the semen over there, that's going to cost you extra because they have to obviously charge for storing the semen. Um, but if you want to use some semen that's there, I don't know. I haven't done any Ixi and any kind of Mars bears. We're just in, in the sport horses at the moment. Mm-hmm. But, you know, be under illusion, un, under no illusions. If you're going down, if you have a mare that won't go and fall and you want to try the Ixi, it is expensive. Kate, actually, maybe just for the listeners, just can you just put ICSI into layman's terms? And what do you think the benefits of ICSI are? Yeah, sure. Uh, I just would like to weigh in a little bit on the embryo transfer because I, I am doing good few embryo transfers with Connemaras and I love doing them. Uh, absolutely love doing embryos with Connemaras because I find that the recipients are just so super fertile and super easy to find. You can get any number of, of young Connemara uh, killies. Uh, to use as recipients, and any embryo I put into them is holding, and it's just, it's just a beauty to to use them. I, I'm not as, I'm not so dear to say that a fall would want to cost a, a ten thousand euros to to go ET route. I use people's own mares as recipients, so there is no higher cost. I will, I will try not to use frozen semen, so I have access to either natural cover or fresh semen, uh, even. Even don't even need to go to chilled semen route, and uh, I have very high success success rate with them. Um, tell me, how long would a performance mare, pony mare, be out of training or competition for flushing embryos? It, it really depends on how well you can you can set up. I had a couple of fillies that I had injected at the right time and chose one of them. She she I think she actually competed the day of insemination. She competed in both inseminated in the evening and flushed uh, minutes later. So you probably want, you know, if you were, obviously you had everything on site there, but if I, if I was yes. to bring my mare to you, 
if I don't want to disrupt the nerd too badly, I would like to see both of them in the cycle before. I'd like them synchronize the cycle before. Uh, so I can do all my swabs and all my work up and the mirrors are already synchronized. And then you can bring your, home, your mirror home after, say, four or five days and jump away. And once they come into season, I will want them for probably four days again. She can stay, she can go home again after for, for another week and I'll flush on day maybe seven or eight after ovulation. So if you're not too far away, you can bring her, the mirror home during that week if you were to to stay to, to leave the mares with me until everything done you you may look at the at the month bearing in mind that i mm. i don't be sending the embers away to the to the recipient herd i'll have the mare your own recipient mare with me and i will be working on them together synchronizing them and um, waiting for for the flush to be possible so okay. it all depends how you set up how far away you are from me and what you can do yourself at home and what you want me to do you know we got a little distracted there, but actually, Larry, I'll ask you just for the listeners themselves, just to give a quick explanation of ICSI. Uh, ICSI basically is where you, you're you trying to get pregnancies out of a mare that's either performing or a mare that has refused to give or unable to give embryos. Now, what you do, you don't need the mare in season. Preferably, the mare is in seasonal and Easter, so at that stage. She's, you're looking at taking the eggs out of a number of follicles. Now, the mare, when you scan her, she wants, preferably wants to have seven or eight follicles. Now, these are not mature follicles, they're mature follicles. And the principle is you basically retrieve those eggs using a long needle and a, and a, a, a scanner, sector scanner head guiding the needle. So you are trying to take out those eggs. You been, we don't have any facilities here to carry out the actual ICSI. So the eggs are posted or parceled out to Italy and they have to get there within 24 hours. So they, when they get them, culture them for another few hours and then they actually inseminate them with the semen that you require. They culture them in the incubator then for seven or eight days or nine days and they hope uh, whatever embryos come back out of that, they, they'll, uh, whatever embryos develop out, that will come back to you. But remember, for uh, for a mare, let's pretend a mare has 10 eggs, or sorry, 10 follicles. You're hoping to get back about 50 to 70% of those in eggs. So if she's 10 follicles, you're hoping to get back, say on average, say six mm-hmm. eggs. And for every six eggs to go to Italy, they're hoping to get one embryo. So you're looking at the procedure giving you one embryo. Now, we did an embryo, the last one there, the last results came in just the other day. We did two mares there two weeks ago, and the results take two weeks to come back. Well, one mare, she had nine eggs, and she gave three embryos. But, you know, on average, you're probably hoping to get a little over one embryo per, per process, you know? Is there any, They're not. it's not being done in Ireland at the minute. Do you know of anyone or anybody? No, there's no one, no. There's no one at UCD are looking at, at setting up a lab at the moment. But we have to keep in mind there are a lot of labs that help to do carry out the ICSI in the continent. And really the Italians are the only real successful one in getting results. Um, and uh, so, what's the cost of sending, uh, uh, doing all of that? To get okay, well, look, if you look at the cost uh, to carry out, just to carry out the retrieval of the eggs for our, for the open pickup from our point of view and to post the eggs and then the Italians to carry out the eggs or to carry out the insemination is roughly costing you 2,000 euros. Okay. And okay. then if, and that will get you, may if, if that'll allow you to get one embryo and then for every 
embryo in excess of that, it costs you another six or seven hundred euros. Now, remember, that's that's your initial cost. Those embryos then have to come back from Italy. They come back frozen, obviously. And then of the ones we put in last year, we got 75% pregnancy rate. So uh, that's really where, and keep it in mind now, that's 75% pregnancy rates, but there's a higher loss rate on those pregnancies than there would be normal embryo. Normal embryo work uh, doesn't, you don't have a, a loss any different to normal pregnancies, okay? But with the ICSI embryos, there's an extra 10, 15% loss over and above. So you're looking at probably a 20% loss of those embryos. Um, and do we know the reason for that? Not really, because no, basically no. They, 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 they're, they're pregnant at 16 days. But remember, like it's the same in humans anyway, but like you're, 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 you're not, the, the embryo you get back is not as viable as the embryo that you will get from from one that's formed in the fallopian tubes in the mare. Okay, it's been passed around so a bit. It's just one of those things uh, that it will drop in your pregnancy. But so be, be careful about looking at results. The, uh, understand the pitfalls. So never sleepwalk yourself or anybody else into something. Be aware of all the, of all the, the okay. ups and downs. Just Kate, um, regarding even maybe Connemara breeders, which you have a lot of Connemara's there, do you see any advantages, you know, for Connemara's in the future with ICSI, or do you think it's just another thing? You know, I do. I, I might be a bit of a dreamer, but I do. Obviously, at the moment, just it's simply too too expensive for sure. Uh, but. All the techniques do develop. You know, there was time when ET was was a, a dream, and now now it's not. It's reality. So those techniques hopefully will be developing. The results will be increasing, and the cost will be falling down. And if that does happen, there is great potential here again for something like HWSD, when the resulting embryos could be actually biopsied and uh, undergo ge- ge- genetic disease screening. And you could actually choose negative embryos out of uh, two carriers. Wouldn't that be helpful? So I think it's something to keep an eye on. I do not think it's feasible at the moment for sure. But I think it's something that maybe Breeder really would like to maybe watch and and be aware of for the future. Uh, ICSI allows uh, to breed animals post-mortem, for example. You could harvest uh, oocytes from the mare who's deceased. And uh, if if you if you are prepared for it, you have to be prepared prepared for it. You can't be thinking about that five days later. So you mm. need to know and you need to plan. If something happens to your either stallion, you could actually use those techniques to get progeny out of them. If you didn't do so before, you can harvest the oocytes from the mortem. You can har- harvest epidermal sperm from the stallion, either post castration or post mortem, and you can use those. Uh, you can freeze those and use both for for ICSI. You can use those straws as uh, as an insemination as well, but epidermal sperm is not always good quality, so ICSI may may have to be the only way you can use them sometimes. This is a huge, fascinating topic, guys. I've got a, three questions. I'm going to ask both of you. For short enough answers, just to wrap it up, one that came in is, what are, what are the top three things that a mayor owner can do before sending her mayor to make your job easier? Um, first thing, I think one of the things that are really, really, really hard to deal with is people send mayors who are in, in transitional uh, phase. If the mayors are showing erratic heat cycles and not ovulating in spring, and people insist that I, that I work with that. This is hugely frustrating. Very basic things, you know, have the teeth. 
uh, have the vaccinations done, have the MERD warm and delight. Uh, doing one MERD for life is, is, is easy. Doing 80 is not. Um, and Larry, what, what do you think is be, make your job easier? Basically, to just have the mirror looking healthy. Quite yeah. simple. It's, it's nothing else. Make sure you have, uh, preferably try and feed her a little bit of seaweed for, for four or five weeks prior to that. And, but to have your mirror just that she's feet done uh, and is healthy looking, has COVID mm-hmm. out. No point in trying to, trying to work with mirrors that haven't COVID out. It's just an extra expense because they're not going to cycle the way they should. Okay. My own vet always says, uh, see that thing up in the sky, the sun, you know, especially in the thoroughbred industry, you know, the mares just need, everyone's trying to get it all done so early all the time. Sometimes he said, you know, we can use regimate, we can use all different things to try and make them cycle, but sometimes we just need that sun in the sky, don't we? Yeah, and the the sign of that is that they have out. Regulation within AI, nearly a yes, no answer. Do you think there should be more regulation within AI? You know, uh, the the, the Slow, the, the single straws that are floating around and you don't know whether it's a dose, uh, it's a breeding, it's a straw, well, it's troublesome. I, I, all the semen I get is without any paperwork. I don't know where it came from. Uh, I don't know what are the parameters of the semen, what's inside. Really, paperwork should should follow the straws. Um, the ownership. There's no way I can, I can establish, you know, which straw belongs to whom i can only go by the by the word of the of person who brings that straw to me you know yeah. so okay. in that in that regard yes i think yeah. Yeah. in regard of of uh, how many mares could cover or not i don't think i don't think there is need i i think ICSI would be more towards regulation on, it's on, a on huge that topic, really if we got into it yeah. larry what do you think well, the regulation on the AI, the only regulation I think uh, that should be there is the regulation of the quality of the semen. I'm talking about frozen semen because that's what we tend to refer to in AI. That um, there should be a way of establishing how fertile semen is before it's been sold. And any new batches, there should be some uh, registration area where bad semen can be registered. And the other thing is semen taken from horses that have had giant medication, they, that should be it should be declared before anyone buys it, before they they before they sell it, just yeah. to protect to protect the breeder. Protect the breeder. Thanks, guys. Uh, it's been a super topic. It's been a huge topic, and I'm sure that we could have talked about this half the night. Um, I hope we might get back around to some of the more intre- interesting topics there, regulation and different things. Um, but listen, thanks very much for joining us tonight. Thank you. Thanks, Millen.